everyone and welcome back to the Glam Observer podcast. I'm Jada, founder and CEO of the first fashion career advice platform Glam Observer, a fashion career coach, best-selling author, Forbes under 30, and in this podcast I will share actionable tips, tricks and behind-the-scenes secrets of the fashion industry. If you're an ambitious fashion enthusiast looking to start a career in this industry, you are in the right place. Have you ever felt not enough and intimidated to apply for a job in fashion? This episode is for you. If you've been following me for a while, now you probably have heard me saying many times, you're enough to work in the fashion industry. It doesn't matter if you don't have experience already, you didn't study fashion, or you don't have connections today. You can be part of the fashion industry. I talk about this so much almost every day that I even published a book on this. And actually, the first draft title of my book was You Are Enough. But then, you know, we opted for your fashion dream plan. In my book, I do talk about self-confidence as the only real skill you need to get a job in fashion. Because once you master this self-confidence, you can achieve anything else you lack and everything you want. But since you've heard me saying so many times that you're enough, feel the fear and send those emails anyway. Today I wanted to bring you a story and experience of someone else that I'm sure will inspire you. In this episode, I chat with Jennifer, futures editor at Cosmopolitan. She would not be in this position today if years ago she listened to the voices in her head that said, you're not enough, it is too competitive, you can make it, so don't apply for that job. Luckily, a friend of her pushed her to apply for that internship at Cosmopolitan, and despite she didn't believe in herself, she did it, she got the job, and has never left since then. We hope that this episode will be your friend that pushes you to apply Send emails and do whatever you need, despite you might feel a bit intimidated and scared. By listening to this episode, you will learn how to overcome the fear of not feeling enough and believing more in yourself to get what you want. We don't just cover the lack of self-confidence only in your job search phase, but we do also talk about what you should expect from your first week at the office when you feel so scared comparing yourself to other people from the industry on Instagram, imposter syndrome and putting yourself out there if you're an inspiring journalist and you might not feel confident about pitching your ideas and articles. A great episode full of tips from the first minute to the last one that I'm sure will inspire you. Before starting with this new episode, I would like to invite you to my free masterclass where I will teach you three unconventional strategies to stand out and get your dream job in fashion. In this one hour masterclass, I will teach you things that people people typically don't share to get a job in fashion, which are fundamental if you want to stand out in such a competitive industry. And these tips work 
even if you're at the beginning of your career and you don't have previous experience. You can register for the free masterclass, learn the tips that you can use from today. So I will leave you the link to this free masterclass into the notes of this podcast episode. Now let's get into it. Hello, Jennifer, and welcome to the Global Server Podcast. I'm really excited to have you here on the show. Could you please introduce yourself? Yes, I'm um, firstly, thank you so much for inviting me on. I'm very, very happy to be doing it. Um, so to quickly introduce myself, uh, my name is Jennifer Sabin and I am a journalist. I also write um, fiction books in my spare time. And I've been at Cosmopolitan on the features desk for over six years now, which has gone by so, so quickly. But I started out as an intern and I've just kind of never left. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So actually, the reason why I reached out to you and how I, I mean, I was already following you on Instagram, but what really interested me, it was like, you pop, you post about your career update. So you went from futures writer to futures editor at Cosmopolitan. So, so first of all, congrats for your new job, new role. And what I really liked about that post was your story and how you said you got that upgrade because you said that you were not about to apply for that job some years ago now. So since here we are talking about careers in the fashion industry, you know that these big names, but also the fashion industry in general, seems like intimidating from the outside. And many people feel like they're not enough even just to apply for jobs. So it's like they they give up even before setting out. So I really like your story and your honesty. So I wanted to talk about this with you today. So maybe we can inspire other people to believe more in themselves. So can you talk about what happened from the early days of your career? So What was the job that you were not about to apply for and how what happened from the moment that you decided that you wanted to become a journalist? Yes, yeah, absolutely. Um, and I think that's so great that your podcast has got such a strong ethos like that to inspire others. So thank um, you. Um, so yeah, where did it all start? So basically, I always knew that I loved writing, always wanted to pursue it, but it's like you're saying with fashion it's it can be intimidating and it's a very competitive industry um so for that reason at university I decided to study English lit and media rather than journalism because I didn't want to cut off any options so my plan was actually to kind of be an English teacher and then write on the side if I could um but yeah so I did you know work experience at local newspapers in Brighton which is where I studied and I had a blog, um, I entered into writing competitions, but I still was just like, oh, I'm not gonna get anywhere with this. It's just gonna be like a fun passion project that I'll have to weave in, but it's never gonna pay my bills kind of thing. Um, but I was really fortunate that one of my good friends, Isabella Silvers, who is a writer as well, she sent me over this job application link and it was for a features internship at Cosmopolitan. And at the time I was, Um, actually I was living in France but I yeah I was also doing pub jobs and just kind of like trying to get more work experience in magazines but deep down thinking oh this is never going to happen so she knew I was interested sent me the link and just said you know you should totally apply like and if you get it um, amazing and if you don't get it I'll buy you a drink as commiserations and I was like oh well so she was the one that really pushed me And um, it was just meant to be a six month contract at first, but then they extended me for a year. And then after that became a junior writer 
then moved on to features writer and then um yeah just kept working my way up and I'm now features editor so I'm glad that I didn't listen to the voice of self-doubt that was saying you know you're not enough you don't have experience at glossy titles you know they're not even going to look at your cv um because they did so yeah yeah this is I I, th- I believe many people have your same fears of not feeling enough, especially for the first job and internships, but you already had some kind of experience at your back. I saw from your LinkedIn profile that you already like wrote, like you also said, you contributed for like one year before getting that internship at Cosmo. So you were not completely like just graduated and with no experience at all. So Where do you think those fears and lack of confidence were coming from? Yeah, um, I don't want to generalize, but I do think that self-doubt is something that women wrestle with more. Just having, there's actually a lot of research into it as well, but also just from my, my personal experience of like speaking to male friends or like my boyfriend, like he's always just like, he'll go in there and be like, I want a raise. I'm going to go and ask for one. I'm like, oh my God, I could never ask for more money. Like what? That's insane to me. Um, And I think it's that same kind of fear. I don't know. And I think it's very easy to get in your head and talk yourself into thinking, oh, I'm not going to be enough. I'm not good enough. Like why would they pick me kind of thing? But if you don't ever put yourself forward, then yeah, of course no one's going to pick you because they won't know who you are because you haven't sent the email or applied for the job. So you just have to quiet that voice down and, you know, tell yourself to go for it. Yeah, yeah. And what has changed once you got the job? Because you said that a friend of yours sent you the link, you apply it, you got the internship. So has something changed as soon as you got into the offices at Cosmopolitan? How did you deal with the lack of self-confidence at work? So once you got into the office, your fears were still there or as soon as you got the job, all the fears disappeared? Oh my God, no. I don't know if they ever fully disappear. I think imposter syndrome is definitely still a, a factor and something that I wrestle with but I try and tell myself that actually it's a positive because if you weren't you know freaking out slightly it means you're not invested it means you don't care which means you're probably not in the right job like I've had a lot of previous jobs before journalism like I did admin work I you know worked in shops I've waitressed and all of that and I liked a lot of those jobs but I didn't care like if one of them fired me not I've never been fired but <laughs> If one of them had turned around and said, you know, I'm really sorry, we don't need you anymore. I wouldn't have been devastated kind of thing. Um, Whereas I would be if that's what happened to me in my career now. So I think, yeah, you know, having that imposter syndrome to an extent can be a helpful motivator because it always makes me want to push to be better. I'm still just as like obsessed with my work as I was on day one. Um, But you have to be careful to balance it out though, because during my first year of interning at Cosmo, I only took four days of annual leave, which is crazy to look back on. It's like, you're going to burn out if you work that much. You need to take care of your mental health and your physical health too. But I think I was just so in love with what I was doing and I didn't want to, I didn't know that I was going to get a permanent job at the end of it. So we didn't want to miss a single second. So I was like, no, I actually don't want to go on holiday. I just want to be here learning, asking questions, doing it all. So Yeah, I feel like that was a very rambling answer. Sorry, but hopefully it kind of answered the question. Yeah, yeah. 
And is there maybe something that helped you to overcome those fears over the years? And then, I mean, something that helped you to gain more self-confidence? I think part of it is, is working with the team that I work with. You know, I've had some amazing editors who have really, you know, instilled self-belief in me and have really guided me. And I just, I think as well, like, I used to do a page in the magazine called Self Made, which was really cool. And it was interviewing a different like CEO or founder every month. So it would be someone like, you know, Huda Katan from Huda Beauty, or it would be Sophia Amoruso, who's the up nasty girl. And just speaking to all these different, hugely successful and inspiring women, and all of them pretty much said the same thing, like, oh, I had really bad imposter syndrome. I never thought I could make it, but I gritted my teeth and got on with it. And the passion pulled me through. And just seeing others who you really look up to saying the same thing, you're like, oh, yeah, maybe maybe that's me as well. Um, yeah. Yeah. And for those who maybe are listening to this episode and are, I mean, like intimidated, they apply, they got the job and they're very scared about their first week at the office. Mm-hmm. How was your first week? I mean, since you were so feared about applying for that job how was your first week were you still like you know so scared or maybe you tend to compare yourself with the other colleagues or it was better as soon as you step into the office oh gosh good question um the first week (laughs) so long ago now but um I remember being very like awestruck um and just being like oh my god I'm the new girl I definitely I had like some very you know surreal moments just when the editor would ask me a question you know like do you think we should have this celebrity on the page I'd be like oh my god they care what I think like this is blowing my tiny little mind I can't deal um but more I think it was the excitement took over um but I do remember definitely like texting all my friends do you remember that tv show called punked I don't know if you've watched that with Ashley no well he'd play like jokes on celebrities and I was texting my friends like I'm sure he's going to jump out and be like this is all a big prank like you don't actually work here um uh, so yeah there was a lot of that going on as well but I think advice I would give is just you know you've been hired for a reason now that I'm kind of moving further up the chain like I'm starting to recruit myself and being on the other side of the fence and being the one that looks at CVs. And, you know, I used to manage our work experience diary. So I'd pick who would get in. Um, You know, you want the best person and your boss wants you to do well. Like they've hired you because they want you to succeed. Like people aren't out to see you fail. And if you've got questions, ask them because actually I know people get afraid of asking questions and think, oh, you know, I'm gonna look stupid if if I don't know this already. But actually I think asking questions is the smartest thing that you can ever, ever do. And especially for me as a journalist, you know, if I went in to every article I wrote thinking, oh, I need to be a built-in expert about this. Like, it's just not possible. Like, features is so broad. Like, one minute I'll be writing about, um, you know, why are home births being cancelled or, you know, landlords offering women free rent in exchange for sex. Like, all these broadly very different topics. Like, I can't possibly know everything about everything but you get knowledge by asking questions. Yeah, definitely. And I think nowadays with social media, it's easier to compare yourself to other peers in the industry, like other journalists, more 
other students, fellow interns or assistants. So I believe the lack of self-confidence is not there just when you're applying for jobs or in your job search phase, but also once you get into the office can be, you know, you can be tempted to compare yourself to other editors. I, I really receive many emails of people nowadays who tend to look at other people on Instagram and their careers, but of course it's not everything like we post on Instagram, it's not our real life. Mm-hmm. So this is our first advice. Don't just look at Instagram because not that. I mean, we don't post everything that people want to see. So we just post the best out there. And so what is your advice for people who tend to compare themselves to other peers in the fashion industry or in magazines? It's so easily done, isn't it? Uh, we're all so glued to our phones that, yeah, it's impossible not to. We just had a piece go up on the site actually featuring, um, you know, the fitness entrepreneur Chrissy Teller. Like she's got like 24 million followers. I just was literally editing that piece today and she was saying that even she used to compare herself to people. And it's like, you're one of the most successful influencers that there is. Like if, if she's doing it, you know, of course the rest of us are doing it, but it's not healthy. Um, I think it's just a case of remembering, like don't compare your, it sounds really cheesy, but don't compare your hustle to their highlight reel. Like, you know, all your hard work is probably going on behind the scenes. Like, you're probably not going to post that. You're probably going to post, like, a glossy, gorgeous picture of you in a nice dress. But, yeah, you just have to remember, like, you never know what's going on behind the scenes of anybody else. And I also think it's helpful to to also pause and, like, look back at how far you've actually come. I think it's really easy to just keep plowing forward and jumping to the next goal and the next, but never actually stopping and evaluating. So that's something... I'm trying to get better at myself like after you know I've had a long feature or a big investigation published initially I normally think oh my god this is rubbish I should have done a much better job on this and then I'll go back and read it three four months down the line I'm like actually no that was all right you did well on that like give yourself a pat on the back like it's okay to praise yourself too I think that's another thing that yeah a lot of people struggle with like recognizing your achievements and like being your biggest cheerleader yourself yeah definitely definitely you have to be the number one cheerleader of yourself and is there something that maybe or any practice that helps you to feel more confident and you know to that that makes you stop the voices in your head that keep telling you that you're not enough like for example when it comes to productivity if I feel like at the end of the day I have not done anything important I tend to look at my to-do list and see everything that I've checked and I can see that actually I made something maybe not everything but it helps me at the end of the day by the end of the day not you know to look at this list and see okay I did something even if that day maybe I feel like I was not so productive so is there any practice or tips to feel more confident and to start believing in yourself more Yes, love a list. Fully, fully agree with that. <laughs> um, one thing that I have started doing recently, actually, just um, is getting like a post-it note at the end of the day. And if I'm thinking, oh my God, I didn't achieve anything, I'll write down what I've done. Yeah. And, and then I'm like, oh, actually, no, I did do a lot of things. So even if I didn't, you know, hit publish on a story, which is obviously something very tangible, it's like, oh, you can see that piece of work even if all I did was answer like 500 emails or, you know, brief a new writer or spend the afternoon reading to try and find new people to commission, that still counts. That still works. That still feeds into the bigger picture. So yeah, 
I like to write myself a little post-it note and then I'll just stick it in my diary to be like, yeah, no, you did actually. Yes, yeah. one today. <laughs> yeah, sometimes what I do, because I also do have to do some research for the people that I have to interview for the podcast. Mm-hmm. When I feel like it may be, maybe I sometimes I do believe that it's not very productive. So I tend to over, you know, I try to multitask. For example, I try to listen to a podcast while I do some research. Sometimes it helps, but sometimes you just feel like you have to complete one task at a time. And then if you go by the end of the day and I see, okay, I reach out to five people for the podcast interview, it's fine. You know, you tend to put on yourself those pressure. Maybe you have to do so many things. So I try to multitask, but sometimes it's just fine to just do one thing at a time and then if you look back what you achieved that day is completely okay that you just did those things without overdoing it Mm -hmm. yeah and that's so true like you've got to think as well we're all human some days you're naturally going to have more energy than others um you know especially for me if I'm you know talking outside of my day job in Cosmo when I'm writing um books I naturally just have like a second wave of energy really late at night and I can quite happily work from 9pm to like 2am because those quiet hours I've got no distractions but then if I do that you know I can read back and be like oh actually what I've written is rubbish but (laughs) at least you know I did it I'm very much all about like trying to squeeze every single minute out of every single day so like you were saying with multitasking you know I'll be on a rowing machine like listening to a French lesson podcast at the same time and my boyfriend's just like what are you doing you're insane like how are you trying to learn French and exercise in the same breath um but then other days I I don't do anything so it's about balance isn't it and some days yeah some days will be better than others definitely So what would you say to young people and aspiring writers who might not feel confident in putting themselves out there and so maybe pitch articles or apply for jobs? What would you say? Totally, um, totally pitch articles, definitely. Previously, like before the pandemic, my advice would have been apply for as much work experience as you can because really, you know, being in that office environment and being around people who you can ask for, you know, a quick coffee or ask your questions to is such a help but I think I mean all of those schemes have kind of been paused at the moment um because everyone's kind of working from home so my new piece of advice would be yes pitch and if you can email people and ask if they've got time for coffee I mean I quite often get people messaging me asking oh you know could I just get some career advice and if they approach me and they're polite and they're friendly and they seem like they've got their head screwed on like 99% of the time I'll say yeah absolutely love to and if I can't meet them in person let's do a 30 minute zoom chat and you can just shoot all your questions at me um so yeah just make sure that when you approach people and ask for that little bit of mentoring that you personalize the email so I'm sure like obviously you will email like multiple people but make each one of them feel like you're only asking them yeah (laughs) you know like reference a piece of writing that they've done before or you know explain why you love the magazine that they work for or the paper or or whatever it is I think yeah more often than not people are willing I would also say to attend events if you can 
So when I was yeah starting out in the early days, I went along to a panel talk and it was a bunch of different editorial assistants from various glossy magazines talking about how they got their jobs and talking about what they look for when they're hiring um, people, not hiring people, sorry, like getting people in for work experience. And I just went along armed with my CVs and at the end went over and was like, oh, thanks so much for that talk. That was really inspiring. Gave them my CV in person. I was like, if you ever have any work experience vacancies please give me a call and at the time I was working in a pub so that I could deliberately like you know work a night shift if I needed to go and intern somewhere in the day so yeah just again it's about putting your name in the hat isn't it and sending the email yeah yeah and talking about emails I feel like people are you know more scared to send an email than just apply online through a form that you just have to fill out with your information so but i really like the quote um feel the fear and do it anyway so it's going to be normal that you're going to you know have those feel of you know i'm not sure if i should hit send i just wrote this email but just hit send because the worst that is going to happen is that no one is going to reply that you're not going to get a response but even just one single yes can change your career forever so if you want to network like you suggest with people of course not anyone is going to say yes to you but this is not you know an excuse to stop a, a first couple of yes that you're going to get because you're not you're not you're going to get many no's and many rejections but this you know it's not a reason to stop because all the people who work in magazines or in fashion today got many no's before getting their first yes that let them help broke into fashion or whatever is their career so yeah. yeah and I think just I know it's probably really really hard but you can't take those no's personally like and also I would say like reach out to more junior members of the team as well you don't always have to shoot straight for the editor who's probably going to be I mean everybody is busy everyone is busy all the time yeah but in my experience like I used to get maybe when I first started out 50 emails a day, then it was 100. Now I get 300 emails a day because my email address has been floating around on the internet for so long. Like, and it's really, really hard for me to stay on top of them all. So yeah, you know, try different kind of levels of seniority on the team as well, because that junior person is probably closer to your like career yeah. state anyway, if you're just- It's also easier for you to start a conversation if you reach out to a fellow intern or assistant than reaching out to more seniors people, especially if you're at the beginning of your career or you're at the beginning of these, you know, process of reaching out via email, pitching articles or networking. I feel like if you just want to start a conversation with fellow interns or assistant, it's going to be more genuine for you because you have to start this conversation by building relationships. So you can reach out to someone and ask for a job straight. It's all about building relationships. So if you're going to begin with fellow interns and assistants, going to be easier for you, even just to begin with the networking phase. So once you get more confident at hitting all those emails, then you can move on and reach out to more senior people. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, definitely. And with the email as well, I'd say if you can be specific. So if it's like you want advice on how to pitch better, say that. If you want advice on, I don't know, like the best websites to find jobs for journalism, say that. So yes, 
if you can that's always really helpful yeah also because if they already have an idea what kind of questions you have for them they might be more willing to help you maybe if you just reach out and say i have a couple of questions for you they don't know what kind of questions you could ask and maybe they're not going to respond maybe because for the company or the work that they do they cannot share some kind of information but if you already ask in the first in the first email the questions a couple of questions that you have for them they will be more willing to help you especially if they are not you know questions related to the company so things they can help you with it's going to be better and then follow up if you didn't hear back after the yeah. first email. Yeah, 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 definitely follow up. Not like the next day. Um, oh. give, give me a week or so. But yeah, absolutely fine to follow up. Yeah, yeah. People ask me, am I too pushy if I send emails? If you do it the correct way, like you send one email today and then you follow up in one week, it's fine. Of course, if you send an email today and then you go over to the Instagram profile of the editor and you leave comments under every photo and you ask, okay, I send you an email again, <laughs> please get back to me. So this might be a little bit pushy, but if you do it the right way, it's totally fine to email people and follow up as well. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah. Are there any other tips you want to share before we are going to end our conversation? Other tips to share? Um, I feel like we have actually covered like a lot of good stuff. Um, but yeah, it would just be, you know, have the self-belief. And if you want to get into writing, make, um, make it a part of your day. So, you know, keep practicing, like get a blog together. Um, pitch to you know if you're a student pitch to the tab like your local student paper just start small and build yourself up and your experiences up as much as you possibly can and yeah don't be afraid to ask questions and you will get there yeah and, and something else that I want to have because you said and of course it is competitive is that it doesn't mean that you have to give up because it's competitive it just means that maybe you have to be more creative you just have to think out of the box to try to impress editors recruiters whoever you want to reach out to like for example emailing directly people instead of applying that your favorite magazine is going to post a new internship or a job is a great way to get noticed and also if you see an offer online you can also apply online and also send an email to the editor so you can get noticed in you know 500 average people apply for the same job and if you can pitch articles so people can have you know already have an understanding of your writing style so even if you didn't have experience already they can they know if you can do the job because you prove them i don't have experience maybe my resume is very short i don't have any previous jobs or anything but a great article is a great article it doesn't matter if it is just living in your desktop, on your desktop, or is already published on, you know, Vogue or any other big magazine. So I think attaching a couple of sample articles, I think it's a good idea if you can confirm that. Yeah, and also a lot of, well, most magazines or website, uh, uh, newspapers, sorry, should have pitching guidelines. So you can just Google like how to write for Cosmopolitan. Like we've updated ours um, last year. We did a really thorough explanation of like, what pitches we look for from freelancers, how to structure your email, you know, good things to include, like headline options, stress why this story needs to be written right now, why it's you that needs to write it and why our readers will care. Um, yeah. And when you're applying for these jobs as well, you know, when I applied for my internship, I spent like a solid 
probably like 25 hours pulling together the application. Um, I reread so many back issues. I spent so much time on the website. I created a cover letter that, was that a cover letter? There was some kind of task they wanted you to do and they made it look like the front cover of a magazine. Like there are ways you can stand out. Um, yeah. Just yeah. I, I hope that what they're going to take from this episode is that even though you might feel intimidated from big companies or even small companies, if you feel that you're not enough, just do it. Just do it because this is going to change your life, your career. If you want something, you are the only one who can get it. So don't wait for the others to come. No one is going to knock at your door with a job, you know. So you have to put yourself out there. It's not going to be easy, but accept that you're going to have these fears and maybe this lack of self-confidence in the beginning and just do it anyway. And then the more you do it, the more you will feel confident. Exactly. Like I said, if you've got the fear, it means you care. So that means you're on the right track. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Thank you so much. It was really lovely chatting to you. Yes. Thank you. Likewise. And um, yeah, I look forward to listening to more of your great episodes soon. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs>